In this adventurous episode, we set sail with the Shackleton, blended malt scotch whiskey, a dram literally frozen in time. Plus, you'll hear all about how Nick got himself in a pickle by making up words at our recent Certified Originals Q&A session. And if you like pictures, videos, and all kinds of fun stuff, you can check stuff like that out that we're making and things and things. Um, <laughs> go to our social media platforms for that kind of stuff, at Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram, and at Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter. And why not review our things and things over on your podcast platform at the same time? You're listening to Whiskey and Things with Nick Kent and Dave Giles. Welcome to episode 79. I'm Dave Giles. And I'm Nick Kent. It's the Whiskey and Things podcast you have tuned into, if that's how podcasts work. I don't know. I don't know. Isn't it um, weird how language uh, works that way? Like, we still say things like tuning in when you're not really tuning in anymore, are you? Yeah, and uh, can you tape it for me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, I heard a commentator on a sport thing saying, when we see the video replay, it's like, well, yeah. No. That's <laughs> yeah, still video though, isn't it? But they call it the video assistant referee as well, didn't they? V- video VAR. Well, video still- tape. You know. Oh. Video comes from the word tape, doesn't it? Yeah. Sometimes uh, they say on shows as well, run VT sometimes if they're feeling really like, uh, I don't know, old school. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, we, di- we, di- we digress. We digress. <laughs> not like us. No, not at all. Yeah. Anyway, Nick, shall we... Um, shall we- Start with a whiskey, or do you want to have a chat first? What do you want to do? You tell I me. I don't know. Let's have a sting, and then and then do your famous catchphrase, which doesn't oh, seem I, to be a catchphrase. It's definitely a catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get on with stuff. Here's a, here's a sting. Whiskey. Wow, wasn't that a great sting? That was a great right. sting. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favourites. Oh, I love that one. That's yeah, up there with the best. Right. Yep. Here we go with the catchphrase. Did you like what I did last week with your voice, by the way? I loved it, mate. Absolutely amazing. Did you listen? No. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. I'm I'm a very busy boy, mate. I'm a very busy boy. Oh, mate. Oh, I did something fantastic with your voice last week. Um, Regular listeners. Well, now you're going to listen to it and think it's not great. Whatever. You've overhyped it there. You've overhyped it. Anyway. This is... Shackleton blended malt scotch whiskey. Whiskey. Yes, got a bottle of this. Um, This is one from White and Mackay. I thought it would only be fair, seeing as we rinsed the woodsman a few weeks ago. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Got a good story behind it. But uh, we'll talk about that later. So this is the same company, is it? Yeah, yeah, White and Mackay. So they have a a bunch of whiskeys under their umbrella. Like Diageo does and all the other kind of conglomerates. Um, this is another Good one word. from them. Thanks, mate. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. So, yeah, let's pour a bit of this. Got cork. So, a mediocre yeah. cork, to be fair. Me- yeah, I have, was me- yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a, been opening it a bit this afternoon. Only a little bit. Just have a little bit of a taste. So, it and doesn't have the nip. pressure build up. I think it's maybe a bit wet. You know when you pour it and then it w- wets the spout... So the cork isn't as dry and maybe as poppable as yeah, if it's when been something's sitting wet, there. it never pops as much, does it? It doesn't, mate. It doesn't that? That's uh, hmm. everyone knows that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Shackleton for me means something, Nick. Okay. The word Shackleton means something to me, right? Because of the old explorer Ernest. Yeah, he is who this is named after. Oh, right. Well, that makes all perfect sense then, doesn't it? 
Yeah, man, we're getting into a bit of history later on. Nice. It's going to be, yeah. Um, if you look at the bottle, Dave, I'll show you. Cause it's all very, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, nautical. I was going, oh yeah, I went with nautic, but that's not right. But nautical is the word I was looking for. There yes, you go. you've got yeah, the old good, compass good on word. the top there. All that kind of nice blue tint to the bottle as well. Lovely, lovely and, label, uh, lovely packaging. Big, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Like it, like the effort. There's uh, some raised lettering on the back with some inspirational quotes and stuff nice. as well from Ernest Shackleton himself. So uh, yeah, yeah, nice bottle, nice bottle to pour and to receive. Oh yes. Right, what do, you, what do you want to talk about first, Dave? A bit of a catch-up. Yeah. Right, so, we, so we, we, we're going to be sipping on this whiskey while we're having a catch-up, right? That's, that's the, that's that's the, the form format. we're doing. Right, okay. <laughs> ten weeks or something. I, <laughs> I can't remember. Well, at least now we know, right? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, where should we, well, let's talk about last night first, shall we? Cause let's just get last night out of the way. Let's get out of the we? way, because Nick was possibly the funniest... <laughs> Well, he did the funniest thing he's ever done in my life. Yeah. Or well, in his uh, life, potentially. It was an accident, but I've never laughed as hard. Yeah, it was an accident. I didn't mean to be funny. Um, it just happened. But so, good Lord, was it a horrific um, <laughs> misuse of language, wasn't Nick it? De- Nick decided to try and make up a word. Right, so uh, let's let's do some background. Last week, we were joined by Nicky and Anthony of New Dram Drinker. And uh, if you remember, we talked about... Um, that we were going to be doing a Q&A session last night. We recorded this on Monday, so this happened on Sunday night as part of their uh, Certified Originals Discord group, um, which you should all join, and Nick will put a link on how to join. It's free. It's a wonderful whiskey community. They do a lot of wonderful things, and uh, there was about 15 people joined us last night to... Uh, yeah, good turnout. Thank you for coming, if you were there. To learn a little bit more about Nick and I. I don't know why they turned up, but they did. No, nah, me either. And it was all going swimmingly. I had a couple of rants. Uh, oh, yes, 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 you did. Yeah, got a bit yes. carried away, as usual. Yeah. Um, and then and then we got asked a question. We got asked what whiskies we don't like. Yeah. So Dave had his, uh, Dave had his rant about Hague. Um, it was passionate. It was very it was passionate. passionate. Oh, I went for it. You definitely went for it. Yeah, and then after David finished his rant, um, I gave my answer. And he tried to be very educated and and even diplomatic in his answer. I did. It I've, didn't quite go to plan. No, I've got it right here. If I never listen, here we go. Which one? What, what don't you like? It's this. It's and you've actually got a nearly a full bottle of it. Yeah, I know. Um, it was a, <laughs> it was a gift to me from a friend of mine. It was a birthday gift last year, and it's it's a Swiss whiskey. It's a Langaton. Okay. Um, and they, yeah, they kind of. They funny we we did a review of it and then they actually responded to us on social media a week later. They're basically saying that Swiss uh, Switzerland don't have like a Swiss style yet because what they're doing they're on they're kind of trying to copy like Scotch and I have another little bottle down here where they called it a bourbon. So they're kind of copying styles from around around the world, which is fine as long as it's nice. This one here has been finished in Chardonnay casks, and for me the Chardonnay ness. (laughs) <laughs> kicks right through and right. I'm not a fan of the Chardonnay-ness of the uh, Langaton Old Deer I haven't tried the other ones they're probably really nice but the Chardonnay-ness <laughs> I just realised the end of that word what it sounds like when I say it like that that wasn't actually meant to be a bit but the Chardonnay-ness is a bit sh- in my opinion but um <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Jeff. laughs> and, uh, that's what you should bring, don't I? 
Leads me to our next question, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. I kept saying, I was like, that sounds like that. Okay. That was a man. <laughs> Okay, so does it, does it, does it oh taste like it's Nick, I think you need to do a bottle share with the CEO, is it? Yeah, 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 I've got enough left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god, it's very oaky. A lot of that Chardonnay yes. yeah. uh, comes through. So that's one I, I've, I haven't really been fond of, which is why there's quite a lot left. There you go. Um, that was that, everyone. You, you are welcome. <laughs> It, it never is not funny. Every time I've listened back to that or watched it back, I've laughed. It's, it's the confidence so when I was saying it as well. <laughs> the Chardonnay-ness is not for me. Oh my um, god! It was it was Nikki's face as well. She she almost picked up on it straight away. Oh, which... straight away, yeah, straight away. Um, <laughs> mate, I don't know what to say. Do not know what to say about that one. I'm quite impressed with myself, to be honest. I couldn't oh, have done that if I tried. I wasn't trying to be funny or like come up with some weird innuendo. Shard in anus just seemed to come out for some reason. Shard in anus, yeah. like sweetness. That's what I was going for. So that's that. Um, yeah, it was a great if night. You- <laughs> <laughs> Nick, not a fan of shard in anus. <laughs> this is why we don't make up words, Nick. This is why we don't make up words. Hmm. I had a great time. I had a really good time. Mate, so did I. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun and that really made me laugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your if, laugh if you want to go and watch the, the, the video of that, uh, then just sign up and become a certified original. Yeah. And there'll be a link. It's completely free and there's the, there'll be a link to the full hour and a half we were doing it. Mm, um, yeah. It was lovely. We had some lovely questions from the, from the members of, of that group, of which we are both members as well. It's, it's a wonderful little community. We are. Yes, it's good. Good to see people. So there we go. That's uh, that's that. So what's happening with you, Dave? <laughs> Let's get off that now. I'm still crying, mate. Still crying with laughter about that. That's just too funny. What's happening Ooh. with Abbey Road? Let's move on to oh, that. Oh, right. Bit. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that, shall we? So, um, yeah, we're getting getting close, Nick. It's getting close to me recording at Abbey Road. Uh, Refresh everyone's memory. Well, as of on. the day the podcast comes out, on Wednesday, yeah, which will be what the twenty second of September, we're a hundred and ten days away. Oh dear, I know. Better write some songs. Uh, well, uh, that's part of the issue, isn't it, at the moment? But yeah, we're up to um, nearly eighty five percent at my target as well. Eighty four point eight percent, to be precise. Well, um, Santa will bring you most of it, I'm sure. Well, let's, you know, at Christmas. Let's bloody hope so. <laughs> um, cheers, Santa, in advance. I've been a good boy this year. Saint Nicholas. Yeah, been very kind. Amazingly, mate, we're at £42,397.93. Wow, wow. It's quite a ridiculous sum when you think about it, isn't it? Yeah. Can you afford me yet? That's the big question. Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> so right now we're in the we're in the thrones of... Uh, we've nearly got the core band all sorted and mm-hmm. the, all, the, all the studio guys, all that's done. So we've got 750 quid left and then I've got a drummer and then I've got a band. <laughs> Drummers are overrated. It's all done with drum machine these days, mate. Yeah. Program it. Then I have producer, engineer, guitar, bass, and drums. And then next on the list is you. <laughs> Photos and video, everyone. Yeah. Uh, yes. And uh, morale. 
Chief Morale, Morale Officer. I better get to play the eggs or something. Oh, mate, you'll, you'll be on there. I better be on there. Please. You'll be on there. Back be in good. vocals, eggs. Maybe oh, bass please, as well. Why, why can't we, we'll get, I'm sure we'll get you on bass on a song. Uh, didn't uh, Foo Fighters, they had like a, had a guest bassist on as well, didn't they? Uh, Chris Novoselic came back on one of their albums. So they had two bassists on one. Nice. They came in with this really heavy bit at the end. So they had two basses. It was really cool. I, I'm, I still think we should write a double bass part. Not double bass as in the instrument double bass, but a song that has two different bass lines. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, what's that tune? We always played at school. Um, big bombs. <laughs> well, there is big bottom. <laughs> um, yes, that's not going to those lyrics. Um, that's worse than Chardonnay's, I think. <laughs> um, no, it was um, boom, boom, boom. Oh, uh, Lou Reed, Walk on the Wild Side. Yeah, yeah. The guy like two, recorded two bass parts. Yeah, one and, ascending, one descending at the same time. And to play them, you have to like tap, and it's quite cool. It's quite a cool little trick. But um, but yeah, that had two bass parts. Do you want to know the fun fact about that? I'd love to know a fun fact about that. He was offered to, uh, royalties. The bass player. He was offered a songwriting royalty, and he turned mm-hmm. it down and said, "No, I'll take a double session fee because I'm playing two parts." Yeah, I'm joking. And it was became the most sampled bass line of all time. Really? Oh, that's yeah. mad. So, bit of an idiot there, really, wasn't he? Oh, he's just been really nice. You know, some people just have that kind of work ethic. Well, yeah, because at the time he wanted a double fee. Yeah, because he played two parts. I can imagine that being he, the he fairest bass way of doing on it. One song. One's. It, anyway, he left anyway. a lot of money on the table. And Lou mm. Reed got it all. So, nice one, Lou. Maybe he bought him a car later on. Don't <laughs> I doubt he did. What about what you, Lou? Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's where we're at, at mate. And, and you know, I'm trying to write the songs. That's all coming, starting to come together. Uh, doing some demoing, all that kind of stuff. So, but it's, it's ex- yeah, it's getting exciting. It's getting to the nitty gritty. It's getting to the squeaky bum time. Nice. Are we going to have a um, like a, a third whiskey tune, like a whiskey trilogy? Got two already. Well, I've thought about it, but I'm not sure if it's going. I'm not sure it's going to happen. To be honest, it doesn't really fit oh. with my uh, my theme. Really. Yeah, you got a, uh, is it like a concept album? There is a concept to it, which I will not divulge yet in case I have a breakdown and decide just not ma- to do it. Just make it whiskey. No. Um. <laughs> the whiskey album. Yeah. Okay. Answers on a postcard, dear listeners. Um, we've, I've had whiskey and wings and I've had whiskey and daffodils. What other thing would you like to be with whiskey as part <laughs> of a song? What do you think would be a good whiskey and song title which may inspire me if you have any send me a postcard see that's another thing like we said earlier people don't do that anymore do they no one sends postcards and he does but no one else sends postcards you do every now and then but uh, no one else sends postcards oh, I do no. sometimes but no one Remember- sends postcards <laughs> you just have to send in for a fact sheet oh well, yeah do you remember that god we're showing our age now everyone listeners yeah Yes, fact anyway. sheets. Um, P.O. Box. Is P.O. Box still around? That's probably I not think, even. Well, they know they still do exist as a concept. But, but not on Saturday Superstore. Or, uh, probably not, no. It's just or, send us an email, <laughs> isn't it? You know. Anyway, talking of fact sheets, Nick, shall we uh, have a look at this whiskey then? You said you've done all the research today. I've done a bit of research today. Yes, I have. Let's have another fancy sting. Oh. The whiskey. What a fancy sting. One day, Nick, one day we're going to meet Sting and we're going to get Sting to record a Sting for us. And then it will be a fancy Sting. Don't Sting. <laughs> Don't Sting. 
Don't sting so close to me. Yeah, I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to vary up a bit. But yes, yes, that's uh, that's a Put death. on you, the red sting. No, not really. Do you know a, a deodorant company tried to use don't stand so close to me for an advert once? No, well, I think I've heard this. Mate, go, go on. Is well, no, an he, he, well, yeah, he denied it. He didn't let them use it. Oh, Imagine right, that. Yeah. Every time someone stinks of B.O., you go, <laughs> don't, don't stand, stand so, don't stand so close to me. But yeah. Anyway, he, uh, he let Jaguar use it, or Land Rover, whoever it was. Desert Rose. Every little sting, he does his magic. There you go. That's a good one. Ah, oh, that's good. <laughs> that's right. a good one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, that's quite good. That's quite good. We'll use that. Anyway, what are we talking about? It's a whiskey show. Um, yes. Shackleton <laughs> Blended Malt Scotch Whiskey. This is another bottling from White Mackay. Um, yeah, I was, thought I'd pick this one up because we did the Woodsman a few weeks ago, and I thought I'd try something else in their in their repertoire, in their uh, entourage, in their what's the word I'm actually looking for? Um, Arsenal, Arsenal <laughs> collection. Yeah. Oh no, it's gone. It's gone. Um, yes, as you said, this is basically named after a guy called Ernest Shackleton. Okay. Big Ern. <laughs> Big Ern. He was a sir. Hmm, fancy. So, here's a bit of background. Um, Sir Ernest Shackleton was an explorer, and in 1907, he set sail in his ship, the Nimrod, to lead his first expedition to become the first man to reach the South Pole. Um, Sir Ernest and his team reached further south than anyone had before them. They actually got within 100 miles of the South Pole. But on January 9th, 1909, faced with bitter winds and an exhausted crew, he turned back rather than risk the lives of his team. Um, do you know who reached the South Pole first, Dave? Oh, it was, uh, was it a D- Danish guy? Mm, ish, or a Nor- not quite. Be close. It's Scandinavian, isn't it? Norwegian. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, Scandinavian. All right, I was quite <laughs> Yeah, no, you're Orman- right, yeah. Ormanson? Om- Omanson? <laughs> You're right, yeah. Rold. Rold? Yeah, as in Rold Dahl. Rold R. Amundsen. Not R. Amundsen. It didn't have, a, it didn't have a, an initial. His middle name wasn't Richard, but it's just Rold Amundsen. And that was on the 14th of December, 1911. So yeah, Shackleton missed it by a little bit. Only a couple of years. He would have would have done it. Would have done it. Yeah. Um, Amundsen was racing a British explorer called, check this out, what a great name. Captain Robert Falcon Scott. And he beat him by 33 days. Do you reckon that's his actual name or like a nickname? Robert Falcon Scott. Um, I don't know, but Falcon Scott didn't make it back alive. Didn't he? No. Nope. I, didn't, I didn't read that bit. Yeah, they, uh, they, they didn't get back. Do you have good you reading this up now? No, I, I know this. Yeah, they didn't make it back. Basically, the weather came in and mm-hmm. screwed them all, right? Um, and there was, I think there was, there was four of them that got all the way there. I think, right. um, and one like, on the way back, the, one of them who was a guy called Lawrence Oates, um, he was with them, and he was having a nightmare, and I think his feet were were going bad or something like that, and he knew he was holding them up, uh, and he said, "Look, leave me here, essentially." And you go, because you're not going to make it back if you try and take me with you. I'm going to hold you up. And they refused to. So he got up in the tent and said, I'm just going outside and maybe sometime. Oh, wow. And walked to his death. Wow. Look at that. 
Some people get mad, don't they, in the snow? That's why there's a lot of people still up on Everest. They get like this snow madness or something where they're so cold or something, they, they don't think straight and they just start taking their clothes off, apparently. Then they freeze to death. So I've heard. Maybe it wasn't that. I don't think they ever found the body of Lawrence Oates, but they did find uh, Robert Falcon Scott and his two partners were still there. They were all in their tent. Um, oh. they, were fa- they were found nearly eight months later. Oh dear. It's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. Uh, the early pioneers of of everything were just nuts. Oh yeah, absolutely. No um, hope of rescue at all. They had to get themselves out yeah. of it. I'm going outside and maybe sometime. I mean, that's the most British way of saying I'm going to kill myself ever, isn't it? Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye, gents. Have a nice, <laughs> nice Yes. Life. Yes. But here's another story. For, yeah. The second part of the uh, Ernest Shackleton story. After the 1907, you know, Nimrod expedition failed, in 1914, he set off again. This time he set his sights on traversing Antarctica for the first time because um, he'd been beaten to the pole. So this time he was just going to go from one side to the other, I think. Um, his ship, nice. the Endurance, um, was, was frozen and crushed in the ice. Um, with five men, Sir Ernest took to a small rescue boat and sailed 720 nautical miles in treacherous conditions across the freezing ocean to South Georgia. He then traversed the mountain range and made it to a whaling station. From there, he chartered a rescue ship back to his waiting crew, returning all his men safely home. Wow. That must have taken forever. This feat of strength became known as one of the greatest survival stories of all time. That's mad. Leaving your crew behind, like, I'll be back, lads. And then uh, actually coming back. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's, re- he's really highly respected. And this is why I know about him, Nick, because um, going back to my other love, uh, there is a crater in the south pole of the moon called Shackleton Crater. No way. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes way. And uh, it's in an area where they think there's going to be a load of ice. So it could be one of the places which <laughs> holds the key to settlement yeah. on the moon. Oh, wow. But, that's awesome. Well, this uh, the sales yeah. of this whiskey will sky will skyrocket, Dave. If uh, I know, right. I, it's almost something. like they know. Like it's that? almost like they know. It's Nick. almost like they know. Yes. But the, um, the adventure we're interested in is the first one, uh, the Nimrod from 1907. Because in February 2007, a century after the expedition, workers trying to restore Shackleton's hut at his base camp in Cape Royds, on Antarctica, accidentally—I know, yeah, I don't want to say it—accidentally um, <laughs> came across three cases of Scotch whisky frozen, no way, frozen in the permafrost, and they were labelled "Rare Old Highland Malt Whisky, Blended and Bottled by Chas McKinley and Co." Now, McKinley is now a brand which is owned by White and Mackay, which will become uh, important later. Yeah, apparently he used to take whiskey with him because um, they thought it brought the crew together. They used to toast the wives and their sweethearts and birthdays and stuff and uh, brought together the team spirit, etc. Um, apparently they never took any fruit or vegetables with them. They just took 25 cases of whiskey. <laughs> 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 apparently for the warmth, etc. Um, it's like when we go on tour. You know. <laughs> no fruit, well, no veg, just a few <laughs> bars of whiskey in the back. Yeah, maybe a bit of beef jerky. Um, 12 cases of brandy and six cases of port, but no fresh fruit or vegetables, which is fantastic. So um, since 1990, um, Cape Royds 
um, the site has been controlled by the Arctic Heritage Trust, a New Zealand-based organisation which oversees it. So nothing could be touched or removed, etc. Um, and after lengthy negotiations, uh, the whisky cases were finally chiselled out of the ice uh, in early 2010. And one of them was taken to Christchurch, New Zealand, um, where it's thawed out and opened. And in January 2011, three bottles were allowed to return temporarily to Scotland for study and analysis. This is quite cool, though. I'll just put this in there. Uh, a contribution from the sales of this whiskey actually go to the Antarctic Heritage Trust. Oh, nice. Which I like a lot. As in sales put- of the whiskey we're drinking, not sales of the boxes of whiskey that they brought back from Antarctica. No. no, sales of this. Sales of this whiskey, which is pretty cool, I think. Um, yeah, so back in Scotland, the whiskey was given to White Mackay master blender Richard Patterson hmm. and their chief chemist, James Pride, to uh, analyse it and eventually recreate the antique McKinley's whiskey. So they studied it, basically. Um, do you know who Richard Patterson is? Yeah, he's the guy that does the, uh, the, the, the eccentric tasting note videos. Yeah, he talks to his whiskey. Yeah. Hello, how are you? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really dapper guy. Legend in the business. So, yeah. So, they basically um, analysed it and made, like, some whiskies based off what had been frozen in the ice. And I think around 2013-ish, they released, well, they've released two bottles, two editions prior to this. Uh, a few years ago, um, under the McKinley's brand, um, which were kind of expensive. They're like £110, £150 a bottle when they came out. One's called the Discovery Edition. One's called the Journey Edition. And they were like old style bottles and they came in like the old packaging, the the, the wooden crates and packed with straw with with the old labels and stuff. And it's like a collector's item. And they used... Can you still get them? Probably they're out there. It's going to be the used thing. They're not available. Oh, right. They're They're not still... Right. It was a limited thing. So they're probably a, secondary market. I'm sure. Yes. Uh, I'm sure Anthony knows exactly where they are. <laughs> yeah, he's got two under his uh, <laughs> under his bar. Uh, <laughs> check there, Nikki. Um, so yeah, so that was a few years ago, and because they went down really well, um, they brought this out, the Shackleton, which is basically a mainstream, more accessible version of it, which I think is pretty cool. Are pretty cool. So they as did they, have they kept that as the McKinley's brand on on the bottle, or or is it? The bottle says Shackleton, etc. It says Shackleton. Yes, um, but it says based on the antique... That's the important word for this bottle. Based on the antique blend of McKinley's rare old Highland malt whiskey. Uh, the spirit supplied to the 1907 British Antarctic Expedition. Which is, nice. So it's on there. So yeah, it's based on it because it's uh, for the price of this, it's not going to really include the whiskies which they were using to kind of recreate the original whiskey. But it's a cool little thing. I think there's a cool little story behind it. Mate, it's great. Yeah. Apparently, like, in the, uh, the original one, they, the one they brought out of the ice, apparently Glen Moore is one of the whiskies they thought might be in it. Uh, water from Loch Ness, apparently. <laughs> and um, the, um, the peat used to smoke the barley, they think, came from the Orkney Islands. So that's how, quite a widespread. How did they think. figure that out? I don't know how they did it. But, uh, but, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think it's a cool little story behind it. Um, they think that the uh, someone buried them. Um, either it was Shackleton burying them himself, 
in the fall of 1908 before setting off to the pole in anticipation for coming back for a victory celebration when he returned. Uh, nope. Um, <laughs> but um, the fact that one of the cases was actually pried open and a bottle was missing, suggesting that the whiskies may have been somebody's secret stash. So ah. no one knows. But yeah, it's got such a cool little story behind it. I thought it's a nice little, um, I don't know, cool little one for the pod, everyone. Yeah, I love I love history. So this is yeah. all good. I'll be putting some links um, in the description. A lot of what I've found and regurgitated uh, was from a New York Times article by Charles nice. McGrath in 2011. It goes into a lot more detail, a lot more detail. And um, so, so what, what, what's this bottle setting us back then before we get into tasting? What, what are we talking, 30 quid? New, um, Whiskey Exchange is talking 34 oh, I, I picked mine up for £24. Nice. What, Tesco? Yeah. Club card? That's a blended malt. I don't this, know if that I don't know if that was even the club card to be honest. But you can get it for around that price. This is something you can find in supermarkets. Yes. Yes. This nice. is a High Street Shackleton. Um, <laughs> Lovely. Right. So uh, what and what do you think of it, Nick? Let's let's get down to business now. Let's get down to business. Let's say hello, Dave. <laughs> You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. Hello. How are you? Do you know what? This, this is my kind of whiskey, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. I'm getting on the nose a bit of freshly cut green apple. Oh, very yeah. specific. Yeah, you like, yeah, it wasn't... It's not brown, brown apple. That'd be horrible. I mean, like a brown... You know when you like cut a red apple and it goes brown pretty quick? This is yeah. freshly cut, juicy, green, a, you know, green apple. This, is, this smells delightful. This is, this is definitely one of my scented candle range I would like. Oh, it's only 40%, but I literally just took too much in there. Yeah, you you, <laughs> mm. you delivered too much to the old factory. Yeah, I said hello too loudly there <laughs> with my nose. Yeah, on the back it's got raised lettering on the on the bottle. Nice blue tint to the glass, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It says, I believe it is in our nature to explore, to reach out to new lives and new civilizations, to boldly go where no whiskey drinker has gone before. It doesn't say that. I was going to say that. I, I think you expanded that a little bit, didn't I you? I did a little bit. It says to reach out into the unknown. You were trying to see if I was listening, weren't you? <laughs> and you were. Thanks. I was. I was. Yeah. I mean, I try and listen at the time. <laughs> Once I did a story <laughs> and you just left the room. <laughs> I started going into the history of some distillery. They just got up and left. Uh, You'd written lovely. that one down, though. In fairness, this one you didn't write down. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. On my notes now, I don't give Dave anything really. No, especially this. I've got the whole thing written out in front of me. I didn't give Dave any of that. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. You, you How can to give me Dave grief on room. that. But yeah, if if you're gonna let me read it, then I'm probably gonna have read it before you started talking about it, and then yeah. If I, if anyway. I want to go and make a cup of tea, I'm gonna make a cup of tea. Anyway, Nick, I really am enjoying this. This is really special. Uh, for the price range as well. Amazing. For the price, it's fantastic. Blended malt for about 25 to 24 to 30 quid. With a good story behind it. Yeah, I'm getting a bit of pineapple pineapple cubes as a flavour. Okay. I get a slight smoke on the palate as well. A little bit, a little bit, but it's not yeah, overbearing. Yeah, it's not much. No, it's not much. Um, uh, and the finish is kind of a soft, soft burn for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a very drinkable whiskey, this, isn't it? I, yeah. I would almost call it a session whiskey, Nick. It's uh, maybe, and the thing is, at that price, you wouldn't feel guilty. No, either would you? 
especially if you're telling the story behind it. Yeah, absolutely. There's not much of the story on the bottle. I've got to say, I would want a bit more of the story. Um, there's loads on their website, which I'll be linking. Yeah, I think um, a bit more of the story on the bottle would be nice. But, um, you know, I'm sure that costs money. Which, is, <laughs> which they don't want to spend on it. Otherwise, it won't cost 24 quid. Absolutely. Um, what's it like in comparison with the Woodsman, Nick? You've got a bottle of Woodsman there, haven't you? Just seeing as you brought that up. You've been, you've been going at the Woodsman. It's cool and a little refreshing highball sometimes. Oh, nice. Yeah, that would um, make sense. That would and make as well, sense. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I found yeah, wine Mackay seems to be a good highball drink. So I've got the uh, the actual wine Mackay bottling as well, like a little one. That goes into a highball sometimes. And the Woodsman does too. It's not something I drink neat, really, the Woodsman much. Little A and B. Little A, That's B. For everyone listening at home. Um, Shackleton smells a lot fresher off the bat. Off the bat. Freshly off the bat. I don't know what fresh off the bat smells like. Jam cams having a field day. Oh, fantastic. Color. They're extremely similar. They Maybe are. I can see that from slightly here. Slightly darker on the uh, Woodsman. Um, they probably both have colouring, to be fair, just because they're mass produced, I would have thought. But uh, it doesn't matter. Although, in the actual white Mackay, it's really dark, and I'm convinced I can taste the caramel in it because it's really dark but anyway we're not talking about that one Nick is slowly drinking a bit of Woodsman and then a bit of Shackleton um, Woodsman has a thicker mouthfeel for sure mouthfeel. it tastes richer richer what do you prefer I prefer the Shackleton but um, let's cleanse the palate again he's now cleansing the palate again swishing the water around his mouth <laughs> swallowing the water taking another sip off to Shackleton. Adjust his glasses. And now, the Woodsman. <laughs> he licks his lips, adjusts his glasses, wipes his mouth, and is about to deliver his verdict. <laughs> yeah, I prefer the Shackleton. It's all nice. <laughs> Amazing. Um, the, the Woodsman's nice. There's a, there's a taste in the Woodsman which is disagreeing with me a little bit. There's a bit more of a kind of gunkiness left at the top of the back of my mouth if you know what I mean yeah I know what that means and a bit bit more phlegmy which is lovely think about that for a minute everyone a bit more phlegmy a bit more um, phlegmy but basically yeah the finish on the uh, Shackleton is more appealing to me but yeah there we go but it's, Woodsman uh, good highball yeah good highball but, and fine yeah. fine for the uh, fine for later on in the evening for giving yeah. to your mates when they're pissed and the other thing, like, you know, we're gonna, we, we had a go at Woodsman for, for its marketing, uh, but Shackleton's got a story behind it, and I love that. It's got, a, like, actually means something. Yeah, it's got a really interesting story behind it. And, and they're, they're about the same price, aren't they? So, yeah. I mean, not, yeah, they're pretty much the same. Pretty yeah. much the same. You get a blended, you're getting a blended malt. Not that it matters if something's a blend or a blended malt. You know, you like what you like and they taste as nice as they do. But uh, I'm preferring the Shackleton. Oh, of course. So the Shackleton's a, uh, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, my yeah. brain. Woodsman is a blended scotch. So it has grain whiskey it has in it. has grain well. whiskey in. Right. Okay. Yeah, Shackleton is blended malt, which means 100% malted barley. Okay. So, so essentially, because at the end of the day, most single malts are also blended malts. It's it's the same yeah. as a single malt, but just from different distilleries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so that's great value, to be honest. So absolutely. Uh, All right. Well, thank you, Wyatt McKay. Yeah, that, great job. Love that one. Yes. Love the story. Love the whiskey. Thank you very much. Kudos. 
You're listening to Whiskey and Things. What adventurous episode. Don't sting so close to me. Um, <laughs> hey, Nick, I, we had a delivery this week. <gasps> at Whiskey and Things HQ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our first batch of whiskey coins have arrived. Well, look at that. They're fancy. Oh, yes. I'm looking at one. Fancy Dave's twiddling indeed. it like a, like a fancy uh, um, man uh, at a poker table. Everyone. Yes. Oh, dropped it now. Um, yeah, I'll sa- I need to send you one, don't I? I need, um, well, I need a few, I reckon. But yes, oh, we're yeah. going to be... <laughs> yeah. I've got to take pictures of them. Good point. Good point. Well, they'll be on sale without fancy photos by the time this episode goes up. If you want to buy one, uh, the photos won't be as good. But but maybe by the time episode 80 comes out, there might be better photos. Who knows? It might be episode 81, 82. Who knows? Who knows? Who good knows? photos will arrive at some point, And there might be one or two left at that point. There might not. Um, yeah. So we've got 50 of these. And obviously, we've got some patrons who will all be getting one. And Nick and I both want one, obviously. Um, so if you would like one, either join our Patreon or just go and buy one individually. Um, I'm not sure how much they are yet, but they'll be on there. They will be on yeah. there. They'll and be we've very also reasonable, got whatever they yeah, are. Yeah, so th- this is coin number 0001. <laughs> We're ambitious in our zeros. Yeah, we, we think we might get up to yeah. a thousand yeah, of when, these. When we get a thousand, well, yeah, number 1,000 is going to be worth a, a fortune. Pretty penny. We're only going to get one of a thousand done, aren't we? Just one be- coin. Yeah, we're going to be 90 when that happens. But, yes. uh, so yeah. the plan is to have lots of different designs over time, and uh, you can you can pick them up as you wish. And we've already made coin number two, haven't we, Nick? We have indeed. That's a special edition for the Whiskey Show, yes. um, which we're going to on October 3rd, the Sunday, the last day of the Whiskey Show. I'll be putting a link in the description. And uh, we're going to be wandering around. So come say hi, and um, if we like you, and maybe if we don't... Um, <laughs> We're, we'll give you a whiskey coin as like a little uh, thank you for coming to say hi. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure we'll like you. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask Nick how his shard in anus is, then... Uh... God, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. That's not... <laughs> Do you like shard in anus? Does anyone like shard in anus? <laughs> Wow. Chardonnay. Yes. And on that Mate, note, I think we should wrap this up. That's the best taste to note. That's the best taste to note. Hello. How are you? Mmm, Chardonnay-ness. Yeah, Richard Patterson's going to be using that. On the nose, there's a Chardonnay-ness. <laughs> oh, what's that I hear? Oh, the outro music. Oh, perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Well, the angels have had their share. I've had mine, definitely, everyone. Um, So cheers. Thanks Thanks for coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.